Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire Johnson. All right, Kenya, we're back. We are back, Will. How are you? I am fantastic. This is podcast 25. 25. That's kind of, that's a little bit of a golden round kind of number. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh... 25. 25. Wonderful. Yep. So that's, that's like, oh, is it one more week and we're at the half mark of half a year of Yes, podcast. and exactly. That's oh, it. That's special. Okay. It's very, very nice. special. Very nice. And <laughs> I, I think um, for this episode, you you chose this this uh, topic. But I think before we get into that, let me give you a music tip, okay. which is do not wait till November to do your Christmas album. <laughs> oh, you know, it's funny because I almost thought about we should do a podcast about Christmas albums. But go ahead. Yes. Yes. Yeah, uh, yes. If you're planning on doing any holiday project. You need to plan at the very least six months out. Yeah. Um, yep. And at the and some people plan a year, so uh, some yeah. people will will make their Christmas album during Christmas because they're in the mood and the vibe, but right. they won't release it to the next Christmas. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I I I think that's a good you know strategy um, if you're planning on doing a full you know Christmas project. I've only done holiday singles. I've okay definitely considered many many times <laughs> doing a full project it's still kind of on my brain but um i definitely think and when i've done my singles i did them yeah you know in mm-hmm. the summer and it was really weird and like i know yeah it's, it's like christmas <laughs> in july you know <laughs> right and it's like i'm wearing a tank top and singing a song exactly. you know at christmas so it was just you know it was a little weird but no that's yeah, yeah I've, good, I've never done a jazz uh, Christmas album. I've done um, sort of a techno sort of hip hop uh, Christmas mm-hmm. album. And I did like a uh, classical music soundtracks sort of Christmas album. Mm-hmm. So those are the, I've done two. So uh, nice. nice. But yeah. Great. Well, good. great. And I have I have a, I have a holiday single called Little Drummer Boy that. Oh, yeah. Yes, it's it's it, it, it well, it's Little Drummer Boy, but it's rearranged and okay, it honestly okay. can be played year round. Right, right. Um, <laughs> but um the beauty of and 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 the this with that music tip, definitely think about it because the beauty of doing a holiday um single or project is guess what? Christmas comes every year. Yes, it does. Yes, and people, that's the one kind of music people, you know, it doesn't really get old, you know, because it comes back every year. And you want, you actually kind of want it to feel a little old, in fact. That's and, kinda and, and I'll tell you this. <laughs> if, yeah. And, and if, if people uh, are on the fence about making a Christmas album, um, let me put it this way. Most of my sales and spins happens during the holidays. Mm-hmm. So, right. um, I right. mean, th- those Christmas albums, they, they do very well. They do very well. And people are still, you know, they're still, they're not programmed to just jump on Spotify for Christmas. Although obviously you can get these really nice playlists and stuff, but people, Mm -hmm. they want to be able, they're still kind of into that. Ooh, you know, you have a Christmas album or Christmas single or whatever. And you know, that's why you do see a lot of artists, you know, it's like, wow, you know, I know Shantae Mm -hmm. Moore 
has a new holiday album. Right, she right. just released her regular, you know, album like a week or two before that. But, you know, understanding that in particular her, she has such a classic voice. She has such right. a, a beautiful, she's perfect for holiday music. So, And radio yeah. programmers and, and DJs and people that put stuff in their their stores, their coffee shops. They need to have something they new to listen need, to. Yes, they do. <laughs> they get tired of hearing the same. And I think, honestly, that's why my song, Little Drummer Boy, gets good play right. because it's very different and it's 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 kind of fresh. It's like a, a fresh space of jazz and soul right, and Christmas. Right, so. right. All right. All right. Well, you have the topic for today. I have the topic and I, it's funny how I came up with this topic. I, as I said in the last podcast, I've been reading a lot more and just trying to <clears throat> really kind of get into, you know, different things happening in the music industry. And um, I had read a very interesting article about all the problems, <laughs> all the problems of music. I think they listed a hundred problems. Isn't okay. that interesting? Right? right. So one of the things I wasn't going to say, okay, let's talk about the hundred problems. No, we're not going to do that. But one of the things that kind of they were talking about is kind of this concept of our music dinosaurs, meaning CDs, <laughs> okay, um, albums, even just full length projects. Um, and while vinyl is coming back, it's a very expensive thing to come back. Mm -hmm. um, and that, in fact, MP3s, downloads, are going to start to become little dinosaurs, you know, meaning these things are becoming non-existent. And so while they may be becoming non-existent in the mainstream of music and commercial and, you know, so forth, popular, really popular music spaces, um, independent artists really rely <laughs> mm -hmm. on these on these dinosaurs per se because they you know when we're performing and so forth um i know for myself at least i still sell a nice number of cds at shows so my our topic is you know should we still invest as independent artists in making these quote unquote music dinosaurs like CDs, you know, like full projects instead of just singles. Mm -hmm. um, so it's well, kind of a question. Yeah. Uh, I think um, it's pretty, it's pretty evident that you need to have all, all the forms of, of music presentation available because mm -hmm. if you want to reach the variety of audiences um, and, you know, just demographically people consume music differently and right. if, you know, some the younger crowd will probably wa watch YouTube or Spotify, listen to music on Spotify and the older crowd will still buy CDs and the mid crowd wants to have the MP3. And um, right. I think that uh, all the platforms are, are definitely necessary if you're trying to hit, hit your hit all, hit all your audiences. But I think what you would consider is what you should have more of keep what's, what's the balance? Right. What's so, the balance? What's there the balance? we go. Cause I get asked this, um, very often, you know, do you really think I need to go and, you know, get CDs made or, you know, should I just, um, or, you know, is okay just for me to have a single, <clears throat> you know, do I really need to do a whole album? And, right. you know, yeah, it's, it, 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 you know, like most questions, the answer is it depends. Right, right. <laughs> um, because, you know, you really do. And this is where you, this is where you have to do your homework. And you really exactly. have to kind yes. Know your audience. You got to know your audience, which means you got to know you. 
and you got to know what type of product it is or what type of music project um, you're trying to put out there. If you are doing jazz, for instance, and you can probably help me with this, Will. Um, mm-hmm. My understanding with, you know, particularly when, as it relates to radio and if, if it's straight ahead jazz or more traditional jazz, um, that market, you know, they don't want singles. That's not yeah. the space. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. not what the target audience they want yes. albums. They want, they want and, albums. Then, and they want CDs because they're the older crowd. Right. Exactly. And they want CDs. Um, and so you need to understand that if you decide you're going to, you, oh, I want to do a jazz record or whatever, you need to understand what that audience wants. If you decide I'm going to go do, you know, a house, you know, situation, you know, understand you need about five different remixes at least right. <laughs> <laughs> for that song, you know, to really, for the audience, you know, cause it's the same, you know, it's going to be a single, but there's a lot of different variations of house out there. Yep. And so if you're going to be more marketable, you got to know what are the variations of house and which ones may you want to, you know, kind of dig into. I know house music is becoming really popular. It, you know, for those of us who've been listening to house for, you know, we won't say how long. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But it is right now a genre that internationally is got insane um, movement going on. Um, So you got to be thinking about your project. If you, I just was talking to a client about, uh, she's she says you know I'm a neo soul singer and I'm like well you know what does that mean nowadays um, mm-hmm. does neo, neo soul even exist anymore so how are you going to know you know how you're going to go in that space or mm-hmm. who's going to receive that um, so yeah yeah do do your research look look at the the markets look at um, uh, the, the billboard charts look at look at all the uh, the the ways that people track music sales. Um, and, and music plays and, and try to try to find your your space in that. And it's really about I mean, you're totally spot on about doing your research because, um, yeah, yes, you want to make music that's it, it comes from your, your heart and your soul. Um, right. But then you have to package that because you want it to be sold. And, right. you know, it, it sounds sort of cold, but it's not really when you think about it, there <laughs> is an audience for what you right. do. And you just have to find that and, and, and look. For, and the best way to do is look for artists that, that you think you sound like or that are similar in style and then just track all, all, what they do, track their sales, track who's buying what from them and, and then sort of pattern yourself. Really, the best the best way in any business is uh, is to pattern yourself after somebody that's been successful. Yeah. And, and that's how yeah. you reach your success. Yeah, that's one of the things I know when I'm coaching artists. um that's actually one of the assignments that I typically do early on. Mm -hmm. If it's a client that I know that we're going to be seeing, we're going to be working together for a few sessions is one of the homework assignments is I have them. Okay. I want you to write a list of some of, you know, some of your favorite artists that maybe they are not necessarily your genre that you're going to be doing, but some artists that you really just really enjoy. Mm -hmm. And then yes, those artists that you would say you would put yourself in the same lane and go and really look at their patterns like what how did they you know what are look at their songs but also like you just look at the um who's involved in their music what when have they released who are their audience you know you really want to do that and it's not to say because you're going to go copy that it's Mm -hmm. one just so that yes you can find the similarities it will also spawn some ideas for you as you're trying to kind of decide you know how you need to to navigate you know your 
your project. Yeah, so. there's a reason that they were successful. <laughs> so. Oh, my gosh. And look at, you know, and start looking at, you know, fellow independent artists, too. Right. Um, and, you know, we get caught up kind of in, you know, the mainstream and major and people that we've always, you know, watched. But we've got to also, you know, look at that. Um, look at things from the from the fellow independent artists, and so the the, the music dinosaurs become very relevant <laughs> uh-huh. um, because the history is in those t- form formats of music. You know that's 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 how people you know were, and, and, were doing things. And I would say, um, in terms of uh, doing CDs and and even f- full length projects, uh, the short answer is is going to be yes, because <laughs> uh, it just I mean, that's just how music has been presented in the, in this in a popular music genre format, and even you know art music. They still do do CDs and, and full length projects. But mm-hmm. what what it does it 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 brings things into a, a concept, um, and it and it brings your your music into uh, a, a body of work that can be presented, and mm-hmm. and that's actually how uh, the the organizations that track these things. And also the the award granting institutions like the Grammys, uh, you got to have an album to be considered <laughs> right. on the best right. album of the year. So <laughs> right, exactly. Need, so so make yeah. your album, and uh, but yes, uh, do it the best way that works for you. So yeah. if you want to do a rack of singles, you can't put, wrap your head around an album right now. Just do a rack of singles, and right. then pick the ones that sort of make the most sense together and put them on an album. Yeah. That's it. I couldn't agree with you more. I, you know, I totally, and I, you know, I always tell people, what is it that you're trying to do? Are you trying to be an artist or are you just trying to, you know, sing or, you know, just be a singer or just, be right, a, I mean, right. cause there, there's a difference and, you know, artists have, yes, they have bodies of work. They, so that you can see their full artistry so that you can, you know, and, and they have concepts and they have, and, and that's why, you know, I, that's why I just, I always am really, um, I, I have those artists that I love and so forth. And there's certain projects that I don't love from those artists that I love, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I still love them because I see, you know, the different spaces that they, you know, are trying to kind of flesh out in their artistry and you have to take yourself like that too. So, you know, there's a lot of formulas out there now and there's a lot of trends and, you know, it's always been that every era of music has trends and, you know, there's certain sounds and certain um, beats and, you know, certain things that have always, you know, that happens in music. Um, I think now what it is is because we have so much more access and, and different formats of receiving music. It's actually, (laughs) it's, it's very weird because we've never been able, you know, we're just in a weird time right now on, on every level, but we've (laughs) never, (laughs) we've never had so many ways that we could access, you know, music, you know? Um, and so it can be a little bit confusing as an artist where you fall, because now it's not that there weren't a variety of things kind of going on. But, you know, now we just have access before, it, you know, you had one radio station and, you know, you had to wait for your song. You know? yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, had, yeah. you had to wait. <laughs> and, and so you got really excited um, when it came on yeah, to the point yeah, where the, you recorded the, it. Yeah, there was a, a specialness, <laughs> I guess, to it, to uh, right. to hearing hearing music because you 
you heard a song and then you have to wait to hear it again at some point. But now it's on demand. It's pretty much whenever you, you want to hear it. 20 times in 10 minutes. Yeah. And, and this actually, I, we recently had an art voices matter, um, event music meetup that I do here in Chicago. And we talked about this. Um, and one of the participants said, it's kind of like artists now are like needle in a haystack. Like you, mm-hmm. like true artists are the needles and the hay is all this crap or this stuff that's just kind of out there. And how do right, you go right. and find the needle, you know? And I was saying to them, I said, yeah, you know, because now the hay is also because we've got so many formats and so many ways and on demand and Spotify, and you can listen to something 20 times on YouTube. And before what happened, the reason, you know, and we have visuals, we can go look at that person all day long on, right, right. you know, Instagram, we can look at their stories. We can find what they ate. Like, I mean, you know, there's just so much mm-hmm. that we can do to kind of wrap our brains around artists now. Whereas, you know, in the past, because we only had one way and it was the ear. Right. Um, it was the ear and it was select, meaning it didn't it wasn't accessible every moment unless you bought it. Um, <laughs> unless right, right. you bought then, it. Then you can hear it as many times as you want it. Yeah. Right. And your ear, though became more of it was it was i would say smarter because it was the source of having so if your ear is the only source of receiving the information it's going to weed out crap you know it's going to weed it's going to be like this sounds this is noxious like this isn't Mm -hmm. right and so that's why you know music had a different space than not just because you know music was good then it's just the ear is not going to let it be crappy, but so much, you know, it's just not, it Mm -hmm. it doesn't have, we can't sustain that. Whereas now this, a lot of senses are being brought into the picture. And so things that maybe aren't so pleasant on the ear, but she sure is pretty (laughs) or he sure is fine. (laughs) Or, you know, he sure did. um, I I like the way he, you know, said whatever, whatever. (laughs) So now we are more forgiving on the fact that that song was kind of crappy. You know what I mean? And Mm so, um, I think as an artist, then as you're going and you're trying to figure out, oh my God, just understand that you're you're going to be in that same pot. So what are you going to do? Like, how do you want people to receive you? How do you want? Do you want their ear to be, you know, really tantalized or whatever? Or what What are you trying to do? Um, and so that's I know for me that's what I do. That's what I try to encourage other people is to really think about who you are as an artist. And what format is going to support that? I do think that a full length, um, absolutely, um, particularly for those more mature demographics, for one, because exactly. people over the yeah. age of 35 and 40, yep. they're still buying CDs. Yes. Yep. And they're definitely still MP3ing and downloading. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, streaming is definitely moving quickly. So, you know, you do yeah, well, need to be thinking about that. Yeah, the younger generation is getting older, so they're, and they're they're being being more, being more active. <laughs> right, but I think that right. uh, you know, just in terms of live performances, um, it, depending on your your music. So if if you're doing neo soul, you definitely need to have a CD, but you also need to have uh, MP3s. And some one, one of the best ways to to do that at shows is have those download cards. And yep. you and if you're not familiar or hip to them, you know they're download cards that you can purchase that you can put your music on and little scratch off thing on the back has a code and people go to your website and can uh, use that code to get your music. And that's a a perfect way to reach that middle demographic of people that that don't want a CD, but they still want your music and, but they, they get access things digitally. And that's, that's a a great way to do it. 
So, yeah. uh, but you, you, you know, from doing live performances that, uh, sales of, of music, whatever format, CD, download cards, whatever it is, that's, that could like totally change the fortune of your, your tour. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. No, I mean, I, I mean, when I'm doing my budget, you know, I have to, I account for that, you know, like, okay, you know, if I'm going to get paid this, then I need to also think that, you know, the potential for, CD sales is around that. So, okay, that makes sense. Or, you know, or the potential maybe is not going to be so great because I'm not really the featured artist and they're not giving me a space to sell my CDs and I'm not, Mm -hmm. you know, so then I can't necessarily rely on that. Um, But yeah, it's, it's definitely, I've sold out of boxes at shows and there's 30, there's 30 CDs in a box. Yeah. Have, you know, that's 300 bucks for, for, for 300 doing bucks. the math. So, Come on. Uh, yeah. So if you're selling out a box says at shows, you do the math. Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So CDs to me is that one music dinosaur that I don't care if it's a dinosaur or whatever. You, you know, as an independent artist, you need to have some CDs. Now, do you need to go buy a thousand CDs? You know, no, no, mm-hmm. you don't need to go mm-hmm. buy a thousand, not straight off probably. Um, but, you know, if you have a tour and you're, you're, you're going right. to like five to 10 cities, then yes, you need to buy a box of CDs. Yeah, maybe you, exactly. So that, again, that's you really, you know, doing your research, taking inventory and, you know, really understanding one of the things to also kind of, if you're trying to figure out, well, how do you know how many CDs, you know, or how do you. You know, um, obviously you got to look at your budget because, you know, CDs cost and the more you buy the the cheaper per unit, you know, it goes down or whatever. And if you only have 200 or 300, it's going to cost a little bit more because the CD companies (laughs) Mm -hmm. have to make their money when they're packaging and doing all that good stuff. But, you know, also when you are um, doing a show, I I think that I was I think I kind of use the formula that, you know, maybe 30 percent you know, 20 to 30% of people at your show may buy a CD. CDs. Mm-hmm. So if you are expecting um, to do a show that's 100 people, then, yeah, you should probably have about 30 CDs, you know, available. Available, yep. Um, and, you know, if, if it's less than less than, you know, then you kind of go down from there. And so what, what I typically do, yeah, I have all the formats. So I have my physical CDs. Um, I have four different CDs. And so what I do in my shows is I sing at least one song <laughs> mm-hmm. from each CD. From each CD. Yep. Um, so that when people come up, they're like, well, what's this CD? So, oh, well, when I did Lovely Day, that was on that CD. Oh, I'm getting that CD. You know, right. that's, that's, and that's, you know, that's, that's why, you know, it becomes, and a lot of times I've had so many people recently, oh my God, I don't even, Mike, I, I don't know where I'm going to play this CD, you know, because a lot of the new cars yeah, don't have yeah, CD they don't players. Have, right, right, right. And so people forget and they're like, oh my God, I, you know, I just hit me. I don't know where I'm going to even play this CD. Um, and, but, but what happens is they've seen you perform live and they just, it's almost their gift. It's almost their tip, right. you know, to be able to say, I really enjoyed what you did. And, you know, I don't know where I'm going to be able to play this CD, but keep your money because I enjoyed what you did. And that happens a lot. I hear that, mm-hmm. you know, a lot. And I will tell people you can, you know, here's a download card, feel free, you know, if you want to download it instead, or, you know, you can go to iTunes or, you know, these different types of things. Um, but yeah, no, it's, and it, it honestly, I will say this for independent artists, CDs are also a way to kind of, um, it's almost like commercials for, right. um, yourself and, <clears throat> um, so they can become promotional too. So for instance, um, 
if you are like seeing another artist, um, let's say you see a fellow artist somewhere and you're like, I really like what you're doing. I want to support you here. Here's my CD. Can I have your CD? So it's kind of this barter thing. So it's a way of um, supporting different people. It's a physical, tangible representation of your music. And it's like, it's like your product. So you, you have something to sell. You have something to, to, to present to people and whether it's to a radio station to play your music on a radio, uh, a newspaper, uh, somebody writing an article or review for you, you can give them yeah, something tangible. Yeah. Uh, in, in all these formats, it, you got to have something physical to to create the transaction. And yes. we're, we're living in a digital age, yes, but uh, we're still analog. Last time I checked, people are still walking <laughs> around, you know. So, I mean, we're not in, uh, in, in 2.0, life 2.0, whatever that the virtual reality place is, but uh, you know, you still need something tangible to give to people. And that's what a CD yes. does. That's what a download card. Does. That's what it does. It's, it's a great, it, and you know, yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's still a connector. Mm-hmm. It's still a connector and um, it's important. I do want us before we, you know, cause I know we're going to kind of wrap. wrap up soon, but um, what are your thoughts about vinyl? Vinyl, it all, like we said, it all depends. It's the uh, <laughs> the format of that you present your music. Definitely for DJs who are are totally in the vinyl still, um, you you, you want to have that for them. So if you're doing a house music project, you're doing mm-hmm. uh, something that that warrants you having vinyl, then definitely have that. Um, mm-hmm. But again, the quantities you you don't want to to get a whole. They're basically for the DJs. They're not yeah. uh, for sale to the general public. The general public gets the, you know the CDs and the download cards. So uh, yeah. just the vinyl is still useful. Um, yeah, and I, I would say st- still invest in it. It's going to be a larger investment, but uh, if it's going to pay off for you by having the, the select DJs that you want. Um, Getting, that's, it's totally a promotional product. You're, right. you're, you're not going to sell yeah. vinyl. You're going was, to be giving well, away vinyl. Well, this is what I was going to say. I think for independent artists, we got to be really careful. It's a very, very expensive process. I, yep. I had looked, I have a whole remix album, so it's got a different house versions and so forth mm-hmm. of songs. So I definitely had looked into the possibility of having that album available on vinyl. And after talking to different DJs, um, talking to different um artists who have released vinyl before um, talking to different uh, producers who do a lot of house music. I came to the conclusion it would not be probably the best thing only because I, you know, I can't really push, you know, the the audience that, okay, let's put it this way. I am my own kind of marketer. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so I don't do a whole heck of a lot of marketing per se directly just to DJs. Like, you know, I definitely, you know, have just more regular general public people. So I kind of was like, how am I going to push this? You know what I mean? Like, how am I going to be able to really get the word out? And, you know, am I going to have to rely on, you know, and so it just, and, and it's very expensive, very expensive. Mm-hmm. And um, like you said, you know, people, you know, and it's not that people don't want necessarily vinyl. It's just a lot. Most people don't have record players anymore. They don't really have a way to play it. Um, you do have more general, you know, public people buying vinyl more these days, but those are people who are really music head, you know, right, really, right. you know, they're digging, they're, they're, they're digging into the crates. They're, they're, maybe they're not DJs, but they, 
have another level of appreciation of music. And so, you know, if you know that you have that space of following of people who, you know, you've got that kind of art form where people really dig and they really do do a lot of vinyl purchasing, you mm-hmm. know, it may be something to think about. But, um, you know, a lot of the vinyl that they're saying, oh, vinyl's coming back, they're bringing a lot of previous main records like mm-hmm. popular stuff is coming back on vinyl um seeing a bunch of little independent artists on vinyl no you're not really seeing that yeah, yeah, <laughs> very much um and then definitely your djs you know your different kind of remixes yeah. and stuff if uh, you if you've identified uh several key djs that have a huge following that right. would be very beneficial for you to get your music in front of and you know that they love vinyl and they that they're that's their thing that's the time where you get vinyl because it's an investment right. in the promotion of your product. Right. That's, right. that's really what it is. And, and at the end that it, other than that, it's uh it's pretty much money going down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, you know, they're expensive. They're expensive to make, which means they're going to be expensive to sell. Yep. So when, you know, so now people have, to, you have to understand, you know, if I'm going to buy a vinyl, I'm, you know, minimum 25 bucks or 30, you know, I've seen, I've, I've, there's a project that I know of that's on vinyl. That's not really a house DJ thing, but it's, it's 50 bucks, you know, and it's actually only got, um, I don't think it's a full album. I think it's like five mm-hmm. songs or so. Well, so, is it going to yeah. make or break your business to not have right. vinyl? No. Right. Right. <laughs> so... <laughs> Right. It's a cool thing to say you have. And I think that's, you know, we got to get away. And when you're talking about making money in the music, you got to get away from just what sounds cool. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't mean that as a pun. I mean, like, you know, I'm going to do this because that seems really cool to do. But what what's your premise? Like, what are we basing things on? Um, You know, what where are you? So it's got to be a sound business decision. It's got to be a it's got to be a business decision. So so on that note, as we wrap up, you know, you say it's got to be a business decision. I do want to encourage we're, we're starting to get into the end of the of, of 2017 and starting to look into 2018. And if you have been listening to the podcast or if this is your first time listening and, you know, you've got some nuggets and you're like feeling inspired or, you know, you need to get inspired, you know, while we do this podcast, both of us are also available off the podcast mm-hmm. to help you. Because when you say sound business decision, a lot of people know that intellectually, but have no clue how to go about that right, right. <laughs> at all. What does that mean? Um, we are both available to, you know, for consultations and for coaching to help you understand a little bit more what it is you're trying to do and to guide you. Um, and, 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 and to inform and educate you on what does a sound business decision actually even look like? What does that mean? And then be able to cater that to you. So just wanted to, at the, you know, as we wrap it up, um, just you remind know, encourage that, you. Yeah. yeah that, this that is available to We're them. available because mm-hmm. a lot of times this can be great information, but you don't really know where to start. And so, um, you know, we're oh, and, available uh, to do that. Quick little plug. Um, mm-hmm. I have, uh, so several courses up now on uh, my other site, the learning org, And uh, it's, there's some jazz courses up there. If you want to learn to improvise, uh, learn nice. jazz, how to, how to, you know, basically learn how to solo and approach jazz music. Uh, there's a nice. couple courses up there and there will soon be some compositional courses and some um, music um, business courses up there soon. So, 
Uh, just Very hop nice. on over to the learningstudio.org and see what you got over there. Yep. Educate yourself. My God, please. please. The more you know, be the a more student. you know. <laughs> the more you know. You know better, you do better. That's Mary Angela, right? You hey, yep. Better, yep. There better. you go. <laughs> That's it. Well, thank you. Thank you. This has been great. This was uh, another good one. Another good one. And the music dinosaurs maybe aren't dinosaurs after all. <laughs> no, they're not. They have not gone extinct. <laughs> they're not extinct. No, they're not. Perfect. All right. All right. See y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. And we hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. Please leave us a comment on our page. If you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at info at creatingcrimson.com or drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbizbiz.com. If you would like to schedule a consultation session with Creating Crimson, you can fill out the contact form at the bottom of the website at creatingcrimson.com. If you would like registration services for your music project, you can visit makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com and go to the registration services page. Please fill out the contact form and we will get back with you promptly. If you are interested in advertising on our podcast, please send us an email at drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com. <laughs>